Hey, welcome to the next episode of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. I am really enthused about this week's episode because I've got some really cool stuff that I want to run by you. Um, I will say right away that I wanted to have somebody co-host with me this week and with Carson's Court of Honor and setting things up. I want it to happen and I got your emails. Thank you. I will pick somebody. And you know what? If I pick somebody this week and then next week and the week after, I think I'm going to make it kind of a regular thing. Um, And I know it's a little bit weird to think about me coming to your house, but I've had many offers from people who say, hey, Dave, I live in Plymouth or Dave, I live in Burnsville. Come on over and we'll sit at my living room in the living room at the kitchen. and We'll do the podcast. I think that would be Awesome. So um, because I haven't gotten to it this week and I won't do it next week, which I'm going to be in Colorado um, and I've overcommitted myself again, um, I definitely want to do it. I got your email. So wait to hear back from me. And if you're still down with it, then I would love to do it because, you know, hey, it's just me. I've done like 40 or 50 of these podcasts. And with the exception of Nathan, who helped us with Apple products, Uh, it's pretty much just been me unless maybe I had Carson on one time. I'm not sure I remember. Anyway, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, uh, we had a big weekend here at our house because Carson finally made Eagle Scout. I won't bore you with the details, but, uh, it was a big deal for us because Eagle is the pinnacle of scouting and Carson worked really hard on it and he had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I never made Eagle when I was a kid. Uh, I came about four merit badges and a service project short, which actually is not really all that close because the service project when you make Eagle is a huge time commitment and energy commitment and you got to you know lead other boys and serve the community. So anyway, proud of my boy Kerson for uh, doing that. Um, I was talking on Facebook tonight uh, about how I'm going to be honest with you. I just kind of have the winter blahs and I am not a down kind of a depressed mope around kind of a person. I really believe that motion equals emotion and I'm always moving. I don't sit for very long at a time and, and I don't like to sit and watch TV. I'll watch TV on the treadmill. Hey, trust me, I do sit my fat ass on the couch, you know, at night and relax and watch TV for a little while. Um, and, uh, during the morning show, I stand up. We have chairs in our studio, but it's a stand-up studio where we can sit on a stool, but I prefer to stand up because I just feel that the energy is much better that way. Motion equals emotion, and that's one of my favorite sayings. I learned that from Tony Robbins. So, uh, But I just feel kind of dull and uninterested and uninspired and uninteresting the last month or so. I think it's probably from overcommitting myself again and going, oh, God, I got that tonight, or oh, God, I got that tomorrow. But here's the thing. With all of these things that I commit to, I love to do them. I'll give you an example. Um, next Monday night, Carson and I are going to Colorado this weekend. We're going to go skiing and go see Chase. Um, but we get back on Monday, and I race immediately from the airport to a Boy Scout, a Cub Scout dinner where I'm doing a magic show. I love that stuff. Um, It's fun, and I get to show off my magic tricks, and I get to, you know, keep boys interested in scouts and see and show their parents that hey, there's more to it than just you know tying knots and you know building campfires. Um, And we do some fun stuff. But I've got to practice the tricks this week, and uh, so I've overcommitted myself. So my point is, I asked on Facebook. I said, "What do you do when you get?" 
kind of the winter blues or whether you, you know, whether it's July and you get kind of down, what do you do? So I ask you, what do you do? Um, I think that one thing that is works for me is number one, keep moving. Number two, you know, that can be a problem in itself. Number two, um, have something to look forward to. Well, what else? I mean, what you look forward? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to going Colorado to Colorado this weekend. Um, I'm looking forward to sitting on the couch a little bit later on. Um, uh, there's always something that you should look forward to, and I kind of make the tongue-in-cheek remark, even if it's a brownie. Good God, now you got a brownie to look forward to when you're done with whatever you're working on right now or when you're done at the gym or you're done with your run or whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast, what are you looking forward to? Maybe you've got, I don't know, some blue diamond almonds in the cupboard that sound delicious. And it's like, hey, you know what? That sounds kind of good. I think when I'm done with Dave's stupid podcast, I'm going to go have some blue diamond almonds. Hey, um, I'm going to put this on the Facebook page for Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. What do you do when you are down to cheer yourselves up, to cheer, I mean, whether it's, you know, hopefully it's legal, uh, hopefully it's not booze. Um, somebody joked on Facebook, it's like, yeah, I do shots. It's like, no, that's the worst thing because when you're sobering up, it's super depressing because alcohol is a depressant. So I would never use alcohol to cheer up, but I mean, hey, I guess that works for some people. All right, on to emails. Andy got your email and Andy's email is so good. I want to run this by you. He's got some really interesting tips because one thing that I love about this podcast is I get to ask you, give me some of your life lessons. And Andy reached back to me and gave me some of his life lessons. I would love to hear some of yours. Send them to me to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com because that's what this podcast is all about. I share with you things that I've learned in my life so maybe you don't have to make the same mistake that I did. Borrowing money or not letting somebody say no or not sending thank you cards or not letting yourself move on to something bigger and better, which we'll talk about more. Um, but Andy sent a very thoughtful email and he says, long time listener of your show, fan of your podcast and your book, take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. It is a great book. Thank you so, so much, Andy. It really is good. Okay. He says, I love your content. I wish more people would have these frank conversations about life. Perhaps it would save people some time, money and heartache. I recently listened to your third episode in season two and you asked for some recommendations to discuss a topic that was learned in life. Thinking about it personally, I came up with three in life that I've learned so far. I'm going to kind of abbreviate a little bit because Andy does a great job writing, but I'm going to try to make them a little bit brief. Number one, people change, but not really. I used to have a boss that said, people change, not a lot. And Andy goes on to say, there have been studies that have found that essentially the personality complex and demeanor that someone has developed by age seven <laughs> pretty much remains a constant throughout the rest of their lives. So then why are we so surprised when someone acts or does something in the manner in which they've always done it? You hear stories, girlfriends trying to work through things with their lying, cheating boyfriends and hoping they'll change. Uh, they'll change. Someone continually getting their hopes up, their lazy brother will finally get the hint, get a job and stop mooching off their parents. Stories of how you just can't get your cousin to man up, start paying that child support and be part of his kid's life. All of these surround the notion of trying to change someone or show them the error of their way. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. I could not agree with you more. People change not a lot. And you know, 
hey, that's good. If you know somebody who's got a good heart, they're probably always going to have a good heart. You know somebody who's always kind and helpful, they're probably always going to be that way. Hey, if you know somebody who's quiet, they're probably always going to be that way too. And that's okay. You know, let quiet people be quiet. Carson's quiet. And I've learned to accept that and not shame him or tell him, hey, there's a better way to do it. Um, at the same time, I'm trying to keep, teach him how to make a freaking conversation once in a while. But, you know, that's another story. Um, next one that Andy passes along, water the plant. He says, I use this analogy a lot, but you need to water and take care of your relationships or they will wither and die. That is so, so true. Um, uh, he goes on with some great analogies. I'm going to use my friend Brentley. Um, Brentley is my best buddy. I mean, I've known Brentley for 25, 30 years. Brentley and I are a lot alike, but we're different enough that we can really enjoy our differences. Um, and I've had some other great friends in my life. Brentley is my current best buddy. And Brentley is, um, he, his timing is the worst in the world. The worst. Because we try to talk on the phone about once a month, but I'm always busy doing something. He once called me when I was unloading the bus at Philmont Scout Camp. We had just pulled up. We're getting backpacks off the bus, and the phone rings, and it's Brentley. And I have no time to talk, but I knew that if I didn't talk to him, he'd be pissed. So I answered the phone. I said, dude, I'm sorry. I can't talk. We just pulled up at Scout Camp. And he's like, okay, fine. Bye. And that's kind of how Brentley gets. So tonight I'm on the phone with a Boy Scout leader trying to figure out some problem. The phone beeps and of course it's Brentley. I'm not going to talk to Brentley because I'm in the middle of the Boy Scout call. So I just let it go to voicemail. I know Brentley's pissed. I'm going to call him back because I've got to nurture and water that friendship. You got to do the same thing. Whether it's with your mom or your kid, how do people get distant? How do people lose touch with their brother or their sister? I'll be honest, I'm not as close to my siblings as I should be because I'm not the best at making time to water that plant. So good advice, um, Andy. Last one, Andy. This is really good stuff. Uh, he says, respect my time and I'll respect yours. He says, my biggest learning point and pet peeve in the world is people still don't respect my time. We are a society. We're so busy, so bombarded by appointments, work, dinners, get together, school events, whatever, that I don't have time for time wasters. And you are your own worst enemy. Volunteering for events, lunches, happy hours with friends, working late to get a big project done. They all add up. Remember, no one is looking out for number one, but yourself. And if you make a habit of being busy, you will always be busy. I'm not advocating not putting in some time here and there, but you got to be comfortable with saying no to things. It's so true. I had a discussion with Carson the other day because he was asked by um, uh, I don't want to point any you know point out anybody uh, personally, but somebody at school, a teacher or a club wanted Carson to do a favor, and he said yes. And then he was complaining. He says I don't have time, and I said Carson, you've got to respect your time because nobody will respect your time as much as you will. Don't let anyone else control your agenda. And I'll tell you the same thing. Don't let anybody take advantage of your agenda. You look out for that agenda and your time. For example, if somebody says, hey, Gwen, let's say your name is Gwen. I know it's not, but let's say it is. Wouldn't it be funny if it was? Um, Gwen, will you meet with us about a special project with Girl Scouts next Tuesday? Nope. I'm busy. I can't do it Tuesday. Well, what about Wednesday? Nope. Uh, you know, 
No, the answer is no. A better one is, hey, you know what? Let's go to lunch. I want to go to Gwen. Let's go to lunch. What are you doing Saturday? Nope, not going on Saturday. Well, what about Saturday night or Monday afternoon? No. Control your time. Sometimes it's hard. And there's actually a book that's called When I Say No, I Feel Guilty. I bought that book years ago and I never read it because all I needed to read and know was the title. That I was not alone when I say no, I felt guilty. That I felt like crap when somebody would say, Dave, let's go to lunch. Dave, let's go do this. Dave, can you volunteer to do this? No. Don't feel guilty. Okay, feel a little bit guilty because you want to do nice things for people. Um, But Andy is right. He says, in addition, the friend or family member that is always late is disrespecting my time. The coworker that thinks it's okay to show up to a meeting three, four, five minutes after it's supposed to start is disrespecting my time. How many times has somebody made plans with you and said, okay, we're leaving the house at noon, but to find out they're not even out the door at 1220. My stance on this is I'd rather be an hour early than a minute late. Andy concludes by saying there's so little time in life that I don't have the time to waste. So respect my time as it's just as important as yours. Thanks, Dave. Well, thank you, Andy. I really appreciate that. Um, I have worked with people who have no respect for my time, your time, anyone's time except their own. As a matter of fact, I worked with a guy years ago. I don't want to make it obvious who it was, but he could not show up on time for anything. And eventually, it's part of what cost him his job. Part of it, not the entire thing. Uh, And it was so bad that when he tried to get the job when he applied for the job I said I think you'd be perfect for it but you can't show up on time you've never been able to show up on time I worked with you before you're always late I said here's what I'll do every day for two weeks I want you to call me at five o'clock in the morning every day five o'clock sharp to prove to me that if you want to you can wake up and you can be on time and call me so Every day for two weeks, he did, proving to me that if it was important enough, he could do it. When I hired him, immediately he'd be an hour late here, 45 minutes late here, half an hour late here, an hour and a half late here. I'd call his house, no answer. It was not important enough for him to be on time for work. It was important for him to get the job, but it was not important enough I remember one time we were supposed to go out to a restaurant and I was doing one in one on one side of town and he was doing the same restaurant chain on another side of town for work, you know, to go out and hand out t-shirts and CDs or whatever it was. And he showed up an hour late and the manager of the restaurant said, you can just leave. You know what? Go, go away. I, you and An hour late. We've had people here waiting for you. I paid you to be here an hour ago. And the guy said, I'll tell you what, I'll stay an hour late. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll stay an hour late. I'll make it up to you. And the guy said, no, go. And he did, and he left. Being late is, hey, what's the name of the book? Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. So, hey, listen, I being late sucks. It keeps everybody waiting. It's, a, it's disrespectful to everybody. Um, I always tell people, you know what? You can't get any work done when you're late. So, okay, we've harped on that one enough. A couple of quick things. I read a quote from my boy, Anthony Robbins, that I wanted to pass on to you because I think this is just a really powerful quote. I saw it on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter, at Tony Robbins. 
Here we go. Courage unused diminishes. Commitment unexercised wanes. Love unshared dissipates. I'm going to read that again because I think it's just exactly what we were talking about in a way um, when we talked about how you got to water that plant to keep it alive. Courage unused diminishes. Commitment unexercised wanes. Love unshared dissipates. So what are you committed to that you're not exercising your commitment to? Is it, uh, I don't know, the gym, your resolution to be healthier, to eat healthier, to stop smoking? Uh, what about love unshared dissipates? Hey, I'm going to give you a really good one. Um, personal experience. I stayed in touch with my mom and dad as much as I could until they died. And I'm glad I did. I'll never regret it. Even when I knew, oh God, I'm going to call my dad. We're going to struggle for things to talk about. We're going to talk about the weather. And, uh, and, but I called him anyway. And uh, my mom was really good about calling me. So I never had to call her. She always called me first. Um, uh, my brother and sister, sometimes I go, you know what? I should call my brother. Then I think, eh, but I got stuff to do. So love unshared dissipates. I wouldn't say my love for my brother or sisters has dissipated, but it's definitely something that I've not done a good job. So thanks, Tony Robbins. I wonder if Tony Robbins has a podcast. I'll bet he does. Um, I think there was one other thing. Let me check into my notes here. Um, yes, there is um, one other thing that I wanted to pass along here. And this is uh, this is this. I was at the Winter Carnival, not the Winter Carnival, the um, Super Bowl Live experience downtown on Saturday, so about eight or nine days ago, right the, the day before the Super Bowl. And I'm talking to this guy and his wife, and they're probably mid-30s. Yeah, I mean, no, somewhere around there. Maybe he was older. Now that I think about it, he might have been older because he says, I've been listening to you since day one. And he goes, one thing surprises me in listening to you all these years. And I said, what's that? He said, I'll be really honest with you. I'm surprised that you didn't move on and move up. He said, because, and, and this is very flattering, he said, I think you're talented enough that you didn't need to stay at KWB all these years. And I was actually, I'm still surprised that you never moved on or moved up. And it really got me thinking. And I think about this a lot, and we've probably discussed this on the podcast before. Was it a mistake for me to stay at KDWB all these years? Was it kind of lazy for me to stay there? Hey, listen, I've loved it. I... Love the people that listen to the show. Even if you and I have never met, I still feel like, hey, you, here you are listening to the podcast. So we must share some level of relationship, if you can call it that. Hey, we're either we think alike or we enjoy each other, or maybe we've met and we hung out and we connected, or maybe we connect with whatever we say on the radio. But I really enjoy that. And I, but sometimes I wonder. What did I miss by staying at KDWB for 25 years? Was it a mistake? I don't think it was a mistake, but he really got me thinking that I've been there for 25 years and I've never moved up. Wow, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to close with a chapter from my book that kind of speaks to that. And we might have covered this one before. It's chapter number 39. And uh, it's called, Sometimes You Have to Move Out to Move Up. Here we go. 
If you've listened to my radio show, The Dave Ryan Show, on KDWB, you probably remember a guy named Crisco. That wasn't his real name, of course. His name was Adam. He earned the name Crisco when he worked at a sandwich shop and got fired when he was caught on a security camera throwing knives at cans of cooking oil. <laughs> Crisco worked at KDWB for 10 years but never got offered a full-time job. Why? Well, it's because we always looked at him as that lovable screw-up who created a sea of cooking oil at his old job. To me, he was a great guy and a good friend. He still is but not the type that should be promoted. So Crisco left, and good for him for doing that. He got a fresh start with a group of people who saw him differently. That's all he needed. They didn't see him for what he had been, but for what he could become. First impressions are hard to overcome, and I truly believe this, and if you don't, ha you don't have to throw knives at cooking oil to make a bad first impression. You'll make your first impression within the first couple of days and weeks on a new job. Chances are, three years later, you'll still be thought of exactly the same way. So, in other words, if you get hired as the receptionist at a job and then you move into sales, sometimes the management still thinks of you as the receptionist. And that's bad. And I really believe that. I think that if you get hired as a part-timer and then you get moved to night manager and now you're man at whatever there are people who will still look at you as the part-timer or the weekender or the fill-in or whatever and that's not good so sometimes you got to move up to move out um, uh, should I have moved out I'm not sure I think there's good things and bad things. I'm going to go with mostly good things about staying at KDWB. But, hey, listen, that was an interesting discussion. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast, whether it's your first time listening or you've listened to every one of the podcasts. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Love to hear from you. Uh, send an email to Ryan uh, to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, go like, take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. Hey, I want to reiterate again, thank you to anybody who sent, if you sent me an email and said, hey Dave, come to my house, I want to host the podcast with you. I am absolutely going to do it. This week just did not work out with Carson's Court of Honor um, and I, I mean seriously, it'll probably be a weeknight that I'll just come by your house in the afternoon and we'll hang out, we'll set up at your kitchen table and we'll talk. Um, if you want to do it, send an email to Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. Give me some specific ideas of what you want to talk about. I love life lessons like Andy's All of Life Lessons. There are still more that we haven't even come close to exploring. Um, all right, that's it. I'm going to wrap it up. I am going to go make dinner tonight. It is Meatless Monday, and I'm making a quinoa enchilada casserole or as we in Minnesota would call it a quinoa enchilada hot dish I'll let you know how it goes hey have a great week thanks for listening to the podcast and remember please take a shower show up on time and don't steal anything we'll see you next week